To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Special edition of the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? Special edition. What are you talking about? We're celebrating, buddy. We're celebrating the class of 2020, and this, and specifically, my little brother, my my not so little little brother, because I think he's got like a foot on me now. But still, <laughs> well, that's that's not difficult for people of our height. But yes, well, congratulations. <laughs> Yes, so to to Michael and the class of 2020, um, I probably should have looked up his high school name before we started this, but to all of you, uh, I don't think any of, the, any of them are seeing this except maybe him and his girlfriend anyway, but um, congratulations to all you guys. I, it's, it's, it's been an adventure just having Michael in my life. I mean, Rico, you know I'm adopted. We've told our audience that, you know, before and... You know, um, so to to meet him eight years ago when he was smaller than me, um, it's it's funny because I had probably had mm, six inches to a foot on him when I met him, and now I think mm-hmm. he's got a foot on me. So, <laughs> welcome to my world. That that's that's me every time. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. But I I just it's it's so awesome to have been a part of that. I I went with. This is probably going to embarrass him, and I don't really care. Um, we went. I went with him when we were shopping for his locker for middle school. When he started middle school, I was there right before he started, and me, him, and and our mom Kim went out to get the stuff for his locker, like shelves and magnets and all that jazz. Um, and now he's graduated from high school, and it's just. It's hysterical. It's it's funny to have watched this process, especially from afar, because I'm still in New Jersey and he's still in Nevada. So, right, yeah. But it, um, God, Rico, you want to say something? Take take it from someone who dropped out of high school, got his GED. Good for you. You keep that, <laughs> and you got a girlfriend. That's awesome. Right. Like, Wins all around, buddy. Wins all around. Seriously, the only loss you have is you got CJ as a brother. Yeah, that's that's a loss. Um, he he's been through a lot this year, man. I you know with mm-hmm. with the medical issues and all. Enrico, you know, I've I think I shared that off air. I don't think we've talked about it on air before, and we're not going to get into specifics no. here. But you know, to to that point, he's he's been through the ringer, and I'm I'm so so proud that he not only made it through, but man, I talked to him off and on throughout the whole thing. And his, his demeanor was 
the same all the way through. So I am, yeah. you know, and, and just upbeat and like, I got this, you know? So it was just awesome. And Michael, I couldn't be so proud of you, dude. You're, you know, for, for having a little brother, I've got three now and two of them are out there and I, I love you to death, buddy. I'm so happy for you. So congratulations. I loved when I graduated high school. It's one of my greatest memories. I'm glad you're getting that memory too. I'm sorry it's under these conditions with this stupid virus, but at least you're still getting to do it. And, you know, hopefully the three and a half years leading up to this are still memorable enough that you'll have memories for a lifetime. So... Congratulations to you, your friends, your girlfriend. If she, I don't know if she's in the same grade, <laughs> to be honest. So I, if she's not graduating, my apologies. But if she is, congrats to all of you guys. And and I I couldn't be happier for you, buddy. I don't know you, so I, I can't say anything <laughs> as deep and eloquent as, as CJ just did. But congratulations, buddy. Um, now it, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, Just. yeah, basically. Um, I, I think I speak for all of Potaskew, myself, you, Steph, and Debbie, when we say congratulations, man. Good job. Congratulations and good luck. So now moving on to the audio-only portion of Potaskew. Yes. Can I, can I swear now? Yes. Now you can swear, buddy. You can curse uh, all okay. the fuck you want. <laughs> All right, fuck shit, ass damn it, cock smoking motherfucking cock, 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 <laughs> cock, cock, cock. <laughs> And that's the end of Potaskew. No, um... Uh, I feel so much better. I just feel like I, I exhaled a whole bunch of nicotine, you know, some 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 swearing, and oh, I feel so, so good. Yeah, man, so congratulations to Michael and all them, though, right? That's awesome shit. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, man. High school is weird time for me. Like it is for a lot of people, but I'm glad I got my GED. I'm glad I got the fuck out. You know what GED stands for? Good enough diploma. Yep. Yeah. I've heard that joke. <laughs> yeah, um, that's cool. But yeah, it was it's it's just awesome. I you know, in the video we just shot. So for yeah, for our listeners, what we just did the first like three, four minutes of this, we shot a video that is being shown to Michael at a graduation celebration that they're having for him. Um, it's the most G-rated thing we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Um, the only thing that's missing is the fucking Snow White going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> So I, uh, I thank you again, Rico, for that. But it's it, as you can see, I'm wearing the, – the shirt I'm wearing is actually for his old soccer team. Oh, yeah? Which was one of the first things that I, I – um, got to do when i first met them the, the the i got out there late one night the, the first time i ever met them i got out there at like nine or ten o'clock vegas time mm-hmm. um which obviously isn't super late but after traveling all day and coming from the east coast to the west coast you know all that kind of stuff so we all hung right. out for a little bit but basically went to bed after that and then the first thing we did is michael had soccer practice so you know, we just so that was your in, that was your introduction was seeing him destroy the battlefield. Yeah, I mean, I met him at the airport. He came with oh, my okay. mom and his his father, who's my stepdad, um, for lack of a better word. You know, how does that work though? Like, because you have your 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 mom, who is your adopted mom. Then you have your birth mom, and then if you your birth mom has a husband, well, she's got my, my birth mom. You said. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yep, go ahead. If your birth mom has a husband, would that still make him technically your stepdad? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've always looked at it that way. I don't... I mean, it's easier than saying your your birth mom's husband. You know, it just doesn't... 
Throw. Right. I mean, and I don't even listen. And she understands why, but I call her Kim to her face. I don't call her mom because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. my mom is mom. And right. you know, and there were long discussions about all that when we first started connecting. You know, mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff, and she gets it. You know, and. You know, if if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, maybe one day we'll call her mom. I don't know. You know what I mean? But right now, she's Kim. And and she has said I could use say her name. I've asked her that a long time ago. Um, cool. First name. I'm never. I'm not going to say last name, but first name. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's not like I've never used the term for her. Because, like, when I'm talking to my sister, I'll say, hey, did you talk to mom today? You know? Sure. So it's not like I won't acknowledge where she fits into this puzzle you know right the ultimate irony is like i will like if i'm talking to my brothers or or my sister i will sometimes refer to my dad as ron like have you talked to ron today yeah well more times than not though you don't even when you're just talking about him whether to me on heater or just privately you usually call him ron you i very rarely hear you say the word dad well well, I think for most contexts, if I ever drop his name on the show, it's, you know. It's, but even I, even in private conversations we've had where we're just shooting the shit about stuff, you know. Right. I mean, I think I, th- I think my general rule is if when he's annoying me, he's Ron. <laughs> when he's not, he's dad. So, he's, right. so he annoys you a ton then because he's almost always oh Ron. <laughs> Dude, my, my brother and I basically like both unanimously came up with the term at the same time. We're like, there's the right way, and then there's the Ron way. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because like, all right, you, you joke with me about never watching things that are involving my area. I think you talk about always in Sunny, and then it was like a movie or something. I forget what it was, but yeah, there's a show also out there called the Gold- the Goldbergs. It mm-hmm. takes place right here in town and also takes place in the 80s. So, I mean, it's like a win-win for me, you know, yeah, like if anyone would ever relate to it. It's you. And I totally fucking do. Like, it's crazy. But like, I, I kind of was again, it, it's that thing that we've talked about before, where if something's popular, I tend to like shy away from it, you know, sure. and the Goldbergs, especially out here is insanely popular, you know, right. So at, at the level of Rocky or, or not as high. It's getting there. Yeah, I don't know if it's there yet, but it's it's getting there. Yeah, it's 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 not all. You know, here's here's the better barometer. It's not always sunny yet because always sunny is also insanely popular out here. I would imagine so. So I it, think it's always sunny. I think there may have been like some like like only the people who lived in Philly were like Rocky Pride. He's from Philly, and then I think people kind of just maybe forgot. I think people, someone who could watch Rocky, be like. Oh, it's not in New York. You know what I mean? Like you could right. kind of watch that movie and be like, oh, it's clearly New York because big city and blah 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 blah. And then it's always sunny, probably revamped an in interest in Philly. Right. Uh, that's all fair. I would agree with that. And then I think the Goldbergs yet again. Cause even because right. even Jay loves the Goldbergs mm-hmm. and had no idea because the Goldbergs actually takes place in a town called Jenkintown, which is really a suburb of Philly. It's Oh, it's a real it's a real place? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, everything, everything in that show except for the name of the school they go to mm-hmm. and a couple of the characters. And I mean only like one or two. Now, one of the main characters isn't real. Mm-hmm. And then the name of the school is different. Like the school and, and, and they don't hide this information. So I'm not like blasting things out to the public because they've, they've talked about it on the show. 
the show, the school on the show is called William Penn Academy, and the the actual name of the school is the Penn Charter School. Okay. So it's not. But getting back to siblings, like the the biggest change I think is that in in the um, show he's got an older brother and an older sister. Mm-hmm. In real life, he's got two brothers. Mm-hmm. But his one brother's gay. The oldest one. So he made that one a girl on the show. I also think that it did so that it appeals to all demographics, personally. And from all indications, the the brother who is gay is 100% okay with it. Like, he's got zero problem with the, the change. I, I, I think it just would be pushing the realism of, in the 80s, it was more acceptable to be gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, th- I, I, I kind of hate to say it, but I think having a character who's gay in the eighties in Philly would almost come across as a gimmick. Yeah. It I mean, true. it's, it's a shame, but you're probably right. You know what I mean? So I hear you. Um, either way, like I said, the, br- the brother who is gay is 100% okay with it. Like he's got zero objection to that right so that's the good news i mean and because in in latter in the early episodes um the characters adam the main character is notorious for filming well he's throughout the show he's notorious for filming on like an old vhs like full tape vhs thing and but then they actually show the footage of the old vhs tapes like during the credits Mm, you know, and cool. stuff like that. Yeah, it's a really, Rico, you really would like it. It is on Hulu. I know you guys have Hulu. I really recommend you check it out. I think even though you don't have as much attachment to the area or the 80s, I just think you would enjoy the show. Sure, I mean, just you some retroness. Yeah, and, and you know, certain things. So it's fun. We, we can talk about that on another day. But um, I know you had wanted to talk to me about some of the stuff with the adopted family. We started getting into it with, you know, stepdad versus not stepdad and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you've you wanted to talk about this on air for <laughs> pretty much since we started. Right. Because I find it just super fascinating because I'm I'm not adopted and I've always I mean, I don't I guess my my, my initial question is do you CJ think you being adopted defines you because you talk no. about it, but you, but you bring it up more than, than I do. Um, because it's know. a part of who I am. Does it define me? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't feel do like you, I do. Do you, think, do you think it's a big part of who you are? I mean, do you think it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know how you feel about, because I, I mean, most adoptions usually not to generalize, but, they usually kind of come from like the beginnings. The origins are kind of like not a happy story. You know, it's usually it's usually brought on through. I just can't raise the kid or there's I just I'm too young or I I don't have the capabilities of raising this child. Do, do, I mean, there's a kind of an underlying sadness through adoption is how I kind of view it. Well, I mean, and, and you know without sharing too much of Kim's business, it is exactly what you said. She was not in a good position to raise me at right. the time she had me. Um, but what I, where, where I think the credit goes here is to my mom, because mm-hmm. that's one of the, we didn't have a whole lot of information about Kim and her family 
prior to me finding her eight years ago at this point, um, our knowledge base was limited very much so. We knew mm. approximately how old she was, you know, we knew approximately where she lived, like what town, but that's the extent. Um, and that's and that's really it. That's all the, the data we had. Um, right. And based on solely that, my mom made it a point for me never to get this, like, you weren't good enough or she didn't want you. She really, from the time that she told me I was adopted, which was as, as she told me as early as I could conceivably understand what that meant. So I think, like, age six, seven, eight, like, it's... It's not one of those things where, you know, you're going through your parents' attic and you find the adoption papers and you're like, oh, my God, like in your 20-something. You know, like I've known this right. basically my whole life. So, and, and well, she that's, stressed. That's, sorry. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give your mom credit. I mean, she didn't, she didn't hide it from you, but she also was like, this doesn't mean you don't matter to me. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Because that, I, yeah. I have heard from from tragic like adoption stories where it's like like the adopted parents will be like you know you're not really mine you're not really my child you know that kind of like and yeah and that like, sadly does happen it uh, fortunately did not happen that here you know what i mean like it, it wasn't that like my mom my mom was like look you know i'm your mother and i love you to death and you know because my mom couldn't have kids she tried 13 times before she ended up adopting me. and Maybe all, it was 13. That was the wrong number. Maybe she should have tried one more time. Yeah, maybe. No, but they were all, I mean, sadly, they were all right. either miscarriages or stillbirths or stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, it was sad for her. And then a couple of years before, you know, I came along, they, they gave up trying and just went to the let's adopt phase, which takes time too, you know. I mean, that's got to be like one of the best compliments that you can ever receive is that even though you and I, but you primarily joke about your disability, that's got to be a clear indicator that a a clear, you know, ego boost. It's like you had problems even when you were six months old. True. Uh, Yeah. 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 Well, that's how they indicated what was going. I mean, they figured out what was going on was like, though, I wasn't doing certain things you should do at that stage of development, you know, mm-hmm. like, but, but your mom still saw the quote unquote problems and was like, Nope, I still want this one. Well, uh, yeah, good enough know, for me to want, you know? So it's funny you put it that way. And, and I know, I know you're just trying to prove a, a positive point and you absolutely are. So understand that I'm not finding fault with your, your thing here, but my mom did contact. So I was adopted through the state, like family services, like not mm-hmm. some, you know, third party agency. And I don't know why they did this. The only thing I've never really asked, and I guess I just never really cared because it didn't matter, but they Mm -hmm. contacted family services after the fact to let them know that I had a disability. Your your parents, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And they, in turn, offered to take me back. The state did. Oh. But why did your parents, why did your mom and, and, and your dad say like by the way the baby that we got was a defect we still want him well you know but the the i have to ask her again but my understanding is that i think she wanted that information passed on to kim oh. I, I i think it was meant with positive intentions but either way so 
I, I do kind of find it a little funny that the adoption agency was just like, oh, well, well you could bring him back. We'll find another one. <laughs> yeah, of your, right? you know, we- to show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service, without all the drama. And we're back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know... Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from? April here to tell you about the tax filing software from TaxAct. Uh, seriously, were you like hiding behind my desk? Seriously, TaxAct makes it easy to get your maximum refund. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Switch to TaxAct today and you can start for free. Or as we say at Radioland. Subtle. Tax Act. File for less and get more. See TaxAct.com for details. It, you know, batteries included this time. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> um, so, but but they do this, and apparently, and obviously I'm too young at this point to remember anything, but my dad, who's a fairly reserved, or was a fairly reserved human being, lost his shit <laughs> and flipped the fuck out at the person who offered to take like right then and there on the phone just lost his shit and flipped out it's like you know. um no he's my son you're not taking my son away from me even if you gave him to me in the first place right yeah it was no but it, apparently it was like riddled it would be like you just talking on a monday you know so sure. <laughs> um but yeah he 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 lost his mind and you know that that's something i've never forgotten that story because like it's just Again, and it's a shame you don't know my dad, but my dad was, I mean, technically you don't even know my mom, but, you know, you could at least talk to her potentially. My dad, unfortunately, not. But he, he was very reserved and laid back kind of dude, so. I, I'd like to also state, regardless of, I, I actually don't know if your mom listens on a regular basis or not. Not regularly. Or at all. No, no, she does, but, like, but not regularly, yeah. But, like. I'd like you to know that, like, you could reach out to me if you're ever like curious to talk to me. Like, I'm I'm happy to to to. I'd love to share some awful stories about CJ. Well, she's oh, not she's not on social media, so I think that would be. I thought she was on Facebook. Oh, she is on Facebook. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I guess she could reach out to you that way. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you weirdo. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So that. But that that's how that and then like I said, mom was never like, you know, you weren't good enough for them or whatever, you know. No, so the point was that you you were perfect for them. That's the point. No, right. Well, I mean, on both ends, like I wasn't that I wasn't good enough for Kim and her family, and I, I wasn't good enough for my mom and my dad either. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I do kind of respect the the we're gonna we want Kim to realize that. Even though there is something wrong, because you know you can you can, I respect your parents' decision to be like we still want the birth mother to know what he has. Well, I, I'll take you a step further, mom. So so just just so we have a name to reference here, DIFUS is the name of the organization, the Family Service Doctor. They go by DIFUS. It's an acronym, um, and mom wrote letters to DIFUS. Forget if it was monthly or quarterly or something, 
for them mm-hmm. to forward to Kim, giving her updates on my development, disability or not, just here's how your son is doing. You know, Right, he had his first walk today. It only lasted a second, but he had his first walk. Right, whatever it was, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that, those letters never got to Kim. She never got them. But, no way. Yeah. Um, which, as I understand it, was kind of at Kim's request. Not that they contacted her and said, mm-hmm. hey, we have these letters, but she, when they went through the initial process, said, you know, hands off, I'm, I'm out after this. Like, sign right. the paperwork, whatever, and then... You know, I, I don't, again, I don't know the personal details and I all it's not really relevant unless you want to. But I, I'm sure that was probably Kim wanting to be I need to I need to move on. I need to move I on. Know, it's exactly life. what. Yeah. I mean, look, I'll, I, you know, I think I can say this safely without upsetting anybody. She was 16 when she delivered me. So, yeah. you know, to your point, yes, she wants to get on with the rest of her life. And that's not that like to your point from earlier, I wasn't. I wasn't important to her. It was actually important to her that I was in a family that could, you know, raise me appropriately and treat me well and all those types Mm -hmm. of things. You know, like one of the first questions she asked me when we finally did connect was, did you have a good life? Like, have you, you know, you know, how was life with mom? You know, and and I even before she got to ask that question in my initial letter, like let her know, hey, like I I'm okay. (laughs) You know, like, you You know, what? You lied. Well, yeah, I did, but no, <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, that like I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've, I'm all right. Like I'm not, you know. Do you look like him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Again, uh, uh, not to. If you don't want to share it, that's fine. Do you know anything about your birth father? Well, okay. So funny you said that. I thought you knew this. Um, about a, eighteen months after eighteen months. No, had to be. Let's see. I've known Kim and them now for eight years. And Deb and I have been together for four. So You've about known four, me too. Uh, right. No, yeah. That in in regards to what I'm trying to figure out, that doesn't mean shit. But thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. He. So about four years into this, I I'm up one night. I'm actually not with Deb yet. Even I'm with my now ex girlfriend, and she's here, and we're just hanging around. And I get a call from Kim at like 11:30 my time. And being mm-hmm. that she's in in Nevada. That's uncommon for her. She's she's pretty aware of the time difference and generally doesn't reach out late unless something's going on. Or she'll just shoot me a text that she knows I'll see you next morning. But for her to be calling at that hour. Yeah, it's, it's I do the same thing. If I've ever called you when it's like 11 o'clock or midnight your time, you know it's like I have something really fucked up to tell you or something really funny. Right, right, right. Or a mixture of both. Um, yeah. Usually so, hand in hand in my household and life. Yeah, true. Um, so he he reached or uh, she reached out to me and and called and said, "Hey, look, I have something to tell you." And I said, "What's up?" And she goes, "I found your father." So and what I had found out was that apparently. So long story short, Kim lived in Vegas in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Her mom who was divorced from from Kim's father at that point, moved mm-hmm. to New Jersey because... No, see, all right. I'm get, I was trying to avoid saying Vegas, but I think I can say Vegas safely without giving away exactly where they live. Um, 
Well, no, I'm just trying yeah, to respect their their privacy a little bit. But you know, I would um, I would also assume when people say Nevada, they automatically think Vegas. So it's well, really not that. There's Reno too. Reno's pretty big. But in any event, the point being is that my my grandmother is a blackjack dealer or was a blackjack dealer. You did tell us. You you did share that. I have uh, shared that before. Okay, yeah. yeah. So her husband was also a dealer and got transferred from You actually you actually were like put in audio of a voicemail of your grandmother saying, you know, happy birthday, you little bastard. Like No, that's that's my great grandmother. That's my uh, great grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's my point. Is like if you can have an audio of the great grandmother, I don't really think people are going to really give a shit that you, you talk about how your grandmother was a uh, was a blackjack dealer. Yeah, well, that's true. So anyway, he is she. Um, I forget what I was saying now. <laughs> your father. Oh, right. So apparently, so we, the reason that they ended up in New Jersey was my grandmother followed her husband, who was also a dealer and got transferred from a Vegas casino to an Atlantic City casino. So you have roots in both Jersey and Nevada. That's that's what well, on both. Yeah, well, essentially because so they and so they were out here for a year and some change and during that year that's when I was born. Right. When they went back cuz they went back after about like 18 months or 24 months something like that. She reconnected with my father and told him, "Okay, you know, I was pregnant. I gave it, you know, I gave birth and whatever. Um, cause she didn't know she was pregnant until a month before I was born. What? Yeah. Swear to God, hand to God. And she'll tell you that I mean, too. I mean, I don't mean to like really make fun, but like, is she the type of mom who like finds out she's pregnant when the kid comes out? Like, I think, I think when you're that young and you don't, you know, you gotta think about the time too. You know what I mean? Like things were very I, different. But, uh, Okay. I just I find it kind of okay, whatever. <laughs> Can you see the screen? Yeah, but I'm covering my screen. Let me fix this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I definitely see it. Yeah, I definitely see the resemblance. So, so that's that's me and her, and then I will I'll share another one with you in a second. But um, that's a that's a nice photo. Thank you. Well, that was professionally done. We had that done when my two my moms met. My mom's it's a nice have, photo, despite you. Well, yes, despite me. My my moms have met actually, and uh, and talked to each other. Mm-hmm. Actually, more than they talk to me. Come to think of it, but um, that's not good. You have two separate mothers, like oh, I I have gotten texts from Kim going, "Why did you say that to your mother?" <laughs> that that's happened more times than I care to remember to be honest with you don't talk to your mother like (laughs) no absolutely it's happened (laughs) that's that's fucking funny of it um you just get the double verbal bitch slap oh all the fucking time and now throw my sister into the mix my sister will also my oldest sister who i'm still older than i'm the oldest sibling um of everybody, but and so to your point, real quick, going back to that. So anyway, she reached out and said, "I found your father," and right, you know, and so yes, now now I know who he is, and he lives in Portland, um, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. So all of my, but he he originally is from Vegas as well, and still has family there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's an interesting dynamic for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. And. uh 
but yeah, so I met him. And so between he's got four kids, she's got three, all separate from me, obviously, you know, from each other. And then mm-hmm. I'm like the the connecting. So I'm one. Of, I went. I went from an only child being raised to one of eight. Yeah. Okay. So you went from being an only child to having a vast family. Very Which much. Is pretty so. cool. Yeah. No, it's very cool. Um, it, it excites me to to see it. Uh, are you still seeing my screen or no? Yes. Oh, you are. Do you see mm-hmm. this picture? I still see the one of you and and Kim. Oh, okay. Then you're not seeing what I want you to see, but I will fix that. Um, so. See what I see. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go here. And there. Tell me if something new pops up. Yes, something new popped up. So that's who this? Oh that's, my God. That's That's got to be your birthday. Yeah, that's who that is. Dude, that. I definitely see a resemblance. He no, I'm, of, I'm, I'm a good mixture of the two, for sure. You definitely yeah. are. Yeah. You're one of those random cases where it's like you look like both parents. Yeah. Uh, you got to look at this. This is. <laughs> it's again, Steph. That's funny. That's funny, dude. Like, he, he, I mean, no disrespect to this guy. No. He kind of looks like like a slightly chubbier version of you. Well, yeah, and I, I think he's thinned out. I'll show you what he looks like now. This is an older picture, but I wanted you to see with the goatee. I'll show you in, in, in a more recent picture, but. I don't think I've ever actually seen you without a goatee, so it's going to be really hard to compare. Well, no, no, no. He's got a full fucking beard now, so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, But I wanted you to see the goatee picture first. Let's see. I think, is this, well, I don't know when this is from. This looks pretty recent. I'm going to go with this one. Okay. Eh, yeah, I still see it. So who's, okay. I mean. That would be my yeah. niece. That's your niece. That's my niece. Yeah. All right. His oldest daughter right now has two kids. Um, Kim's oldest daughter has two kids. And my brother on Kim's side has three kids. Jesus, so. you guys fucking breed like Catholic rabbits. This is um, this is astounding. Well, they are Catholic except for my sister. My sister on my mom's side converted to Mormonism when she got married. So, Well, I'm glad you guys aren't listening to this. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> um. All right. Do you that's, want me to? Do cool. you want Steph to see that picture of of Kim? I'll put that back up if you want. Sure, Steph. You can you can look at uh, his birth mom. How do I make this go away? Go away. It's not up yet. It's not up yet. There it, it should is. be. Okay. Yeah, like you have your mom's features, the the nose eyes, up. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, dad down. Yeah, agree. Yeah, that's definitely Agreed. it. That's cool. I mean, see, I don't look like people have said that I kind of look like my dad, but I really don't see it. I definitely see me and my mom. I definitely see like I have a home video that is me as a baby and my brother-in-law, my my sister's husband says, God, he looks so much like Nancy. He looks like a little bald Nancy. You and it's see, just you and it's true. You want to see just a cool picture before we stop sharing pictures? Well, I can keep sharing pictures with you, but I'll show you this one, too. Sure. I love how you're sharing pictures through an audio. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. And I'm sorry to the audience, but some of this stuff I have to keep private. But I know it'll help you with your questions and stuff. So, I mean, like, you know. Sure. Oh, guys, you guys are missing some of the greatest pictures ever. (laughs) Sucks to be you. Uh, (laughs) I, I don't see anything yet. It's still you and your mom. It might be loading. 
Oh no! I oh I see what I gotta do. Okay, hold on. Uh, did, anyway, what you gotta, what you gotta, what you gotta do, what you gotta do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's but that's how it went with. What the shit is all this bull crap? Okay. Um, this is photos. Yeah, let's just do it this way. Anyway. But yeah, so I, I found him. She reached out and said, so apparently when she went back, she told him what happened about having me. And he made her, asked her to promise him that if I ever reached out and found her, for her to just find him and let him know. And she kept that promise, you know, yeah. however many years later, you know, 30 some odd years later. So credit to her for that too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it... In no way do I ever want to imply that I think Kim is a is like an unfit parent or, oh, or a bad mother I, or a bad human being. And no, no, I just want to establish that. Right. That you know there are circumstances where just mothers just can't always be you know parents. So I I want to give her the credit that I do think she's an admirable woman in sticking to her promises and 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 all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I see the photo. I I like it. It's so cute. what? What I'm for the audience, even though you're not going to see it, what I'm showing Rico is is a picture of being both my moms. So it's yeah. it's kind of a cool picture. So now, not to be mean in any way, but your 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 mom, not not Kim. Yeah, is a little older. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she's she's a couple years younger than Ron. She, just by like a couple years, little legit. Yeah. It, it does it, for a little bit. It does kind of look like three separate generations. Like it, it always oh, it, looks like it really is. No, it absolutely it, is. No, but it, yeah. it looks like it could be son, mother, grandmother. Oh well, <laughs> just in that, yeah. I, just in that. Just in that context. For, I get for it. Someone who yeah. Doesn't know. No, I understand that. But yeah. And and now your mom is going to be like, oh, I'll definitely respond. I'm just going to be like, how dare you say <laughs> I look old, you son of a bitch. Um. But yeah. So she. She reached out and found him and told him and then, you know, and they, they talked briefly before I met him because they hadn't spoken in like 20 years or whatever it's been or whatever. So was, was there ever a point with either Kim or, or the father? I don't know if we want to say his name or not. Yeah, I don't, Uh, I haven't gotten permission from him, so I don't want to say it without his permission. Right. I'm sure he wouldn't care, but I just don't know. Yeah. With either of them or with both of them, was there ever a point where you were, kind of nervous oh for sure for sure but, yeah but were you more nervous with one over the other yeah probably her to be honest yeah. with you yeah because you know with all respect to him and i don't know why and and i don't have a reason for this Rico. you can ask me a hundred times and i will never have an answer for you i was always more interested in finding her well because he didn't know i think that's kind of the, the what do you thing. mean uh, if because he he knew that he had a kid out there, but he didn't know until after it happened. I think it's kind of like he was sort of. But what's that got to do to with? Was, what's that got to do with my want? That's what I'm not grasping here. I don't know. Maybe subconsciously you were like, "Well, it's different because Kim, Kim knew first. Maybe. I think. I. I mean, I could. I. I would attro- I, I. I would associate it more like this, though, with all respect to him. My mom never really talked about him because we had no data on him. Right. The only thing we knew was his age. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't even know where he wa- where he was or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. so as I was being raised, it, and and the adoption would come up from time to time, it would be focused on Kim, 
and what mm-hmm. she did and the choices she made. Because, yes, as any adopted kid is, when I, you know, I, I thought about, well, why wasn't I good enough? I'm sure that crossed my mind. It didn't mm-hmm. haunt me like it does some people, and it does, you know, and that's sad. But yeah, I think for me it would be those those moments where, you know, or it would be days like, like you know, we would just congratulate Michael on graduating. Like, it's a shame she's I, not a part of my life when I'm graduating high school or sure. driving for the first time or, you know, those those milestone moments that you have in life, you know? Right. So that's when she would come up more than anything. And I think for whatever reason, I just focused on her more. And and, and, and my dad knows this, you know, like we've, we've talked about it. I have not hid that from him, you know. Where's Ralph? He's over there, hogging the hell of a good dip for his big game ritual. Oh, boy. Hey, Ralph, can we get some of that, too? Yeah, yeah, soon. Almost done. First the carrot, two taps and dip. Then the celery. Ah, yes, now the chips. All dipped in creamy, hell of a good dip. Mmm, delicious. Yes, it worked! Get the dip made with real milk and cream that wins every time. Not just good, hell of a good. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Well, to give you a quote by my father. Um, oh, because, God, this will be good. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's actually probably one of the best quotes he's ever said. Okay. Um, because I grew up with, you know, divorced yes. parents. And yes. even even in a in a similar way of being like, why didn't they want me? Even if you don't believe that, we every every kid goes through the blame game especially the self-blame game where they're like, is it my fault? And for being a kid of divorced parents, you know, I did that as well. It took me really, it took me a while to kind of realize, oh my God, I have more questions of how the fuck were they even together in the first place? (laughs) Well, right. Which with the stories you've shared, that makes sense. You know? Well, because it's like, they're so radically different people. Yeah. And you could argue opposites attract, but like at the same time, it's like, yeah, but not this fucking opposite. Right. Like right. it's, it's oil and, and, and water. It's, it's, it's. And so my, I remember when I was really, really stressed out and sick when I was like 10 years old, when I was just getting migraines on a daily basis. And I was, I mean, on a, on a recent episode that we did about mothers and everything, I, I, I don't know if I really attributed to it too much, but I definitely stressed about my mom, not about, oh, what is she doing to me? It's I was stressing because I was really protective and really worried. And and my dad didn't want to, you know, my dad was torn because he was subjecting in his view. He was subjecting me to an inferior way of raising a child. It was, you know, he wanted the best for me regardless of my feelings of my mother or my father, he just wanted the best for me um, at that time. He, sure. he just kind of said, ah, fuck it, whatever. Now you're on your own. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm joking. He, he still what? as, as rough around the edges as he is. And as much as we butt heads on a pretty frequent basis, he does give a shit. And he's always kind of like, I just want to make sure you're good. And I, it, I, he always, 
if I could jump in, Rico, I'm sorry, but it all from the stories you've told, and again, you you joke and stuff, but he has actually sounded like a really good father. I mean, like he's got his he's rough around the edges, and he may not be conventional, you know. So he's might oh, he might do no. things very unconventionally, but at the same time, he he he's clearly cared about his son. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I think he was. It's, I mean, he not to say he doesn't love my siblings on an equal oh, no. basis. I think I think he had to focus on me a little differently. Sure. As opposed, because you know, mothers and and circumstances and yada yada yada. But my, I remember my dad was just like torn about dropping me off at my mother's. He didn't want me at my mother's unless I it was the designated agreed time. Right. Um. And then I remember a friend of his told him, and I, I, amazingly, it was Dave Farber who said this. And you've spoken today, so when I give you this profound quote. You're gonna be like, wow, he said that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and Dad forgets that he didn't come up with it. So it's like a, it's like a Ron DiGiorgio quote that he has sort of taken over. <laughs> he said, "Little boys need their mommies." Yeah, and, and that really kind of hit Dad in a really profound kind profound, of way. Profound, yeah, yeah a profound kind of way for him to be like, I know the right choice as I see to raise my son is to get him away from stress and dysfunction. However, I think shielding him from a mother who does love him is also just as wrong. So I would agree. It, I would agree. My dad yeah. my dad was my dad was real. So that's what I'm that was what I was thinking when you're like, well, I I kind of gravitated towards knowing and having a relationship with with Kim as opposed to my birth father. Because that's really just kind of it. It is. I mean, there is that young men should have a positive male role model in their lives. But l- when you break it down, little boys also need their mommies. Right. And it's a very different thing. It's a very different level of of understanding and love and, and relationship. Yeah. And getting back to some words you just used, I, I want to tell you what I do in my life to differentiate the four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Kim is my mother, but my mom is mom. He's your mom. You know what yeah. I mean? And and same with my birth father and my dad. You know, the guy in Oregon, great guy, is my father. My mm-hmm. dad is a guy who is no longer with us, but, is, you know, was there my whole life, you know. And that's how I differentiate between the adoption parents and the um, biological parents, you know. You should call your father, your Vader now, because it would just <laughs> yeah, be, it, right. it would, it would be just, <laughs> yeah, but he's not evil. That's the thing. He's he's not, like, yeah. Well, Hey, Luke got Vader back to the good yeah, side, but he had man. to flip him. This guy's not, I don't have to flip this guy. He's a nice guy. All right. All right. Um, I'm showing you a picture again. I'm sorry to the audience, but I'm showing you a picture from that very first soccer practice that I told you about. It looks like you're you're in a fucking kaleidoscope. Well, it's because of the the rainbow colored umbrella. Because when it's a hundred and you know ten degrees out in the sun, you know you kind of need shade. So when it's a hundred and ten degrees out, that's when you say, "All right, guys, we're not doing soccer today." Fucking no, guys. not 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 there. They they don't look at stuff like that. Um, in any event, so yeah, there's that. I'm trying to show you some other. I I do want to share some picture with you. And again, to the audience, I apologize, but um. I'm just trying to see if there's anything real good. I don't want to go through all these because there's a bunch. This is the guy we just said congratulations to, but this is back when he was 12. So, uh, you know. <laughs> that's a 
That's a big ass Sunday. It is. Well, actually, it, it's more like a like a float. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a float. Um, I had a I had a float last night. There you go. Um, but in any event, yeah. So that's that's how that worked. Did you did you want me to tell you how the whole process went, or is it? Do we not want to bore people with that? Uh, no disrespect. I mean, it, it, it's probably a. I, I don't know. I don't. If you want to share it, I'm I'm happy to. I don't really care about that <laughs> part of the story. No, I'm just being honest. I don't. I don't really care about that part of the story. I'm more concerned about you as a person, how you kind of view adoption on a whole. Like, if you like, even just on a, on a superficial level, do you like look at Superman as sort of a kinship? No, but at the same time, and it's funny you say that because, and I think I've shared this before, but I'll say it again. Like, I saw Man of Steel like. A month after I, or not even like weeks after I found Kim, weeks, like it came so out right at the same time. That's twenty thirteen. Uh, so if so, assuming you saw Man of Steel in theaters, I did see Man of Steel in theaters. Um, so I'm actually confirming because I feel like it was twenty twelve. Uh, it was twenty thirteen. You might be right. We'll double check. Um. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So it had, it had, or or maybe I was in the midst of having the communication with her by that point. Let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So it may not have been like right after. Cause see, so yeah, 2013. So let me, let me put it this way. Um, I'll, I'll try to do the abridged version because I think it's important. I think it's important for people who, because I, I also have to stress, and this is sad. I hate to have to do this. My story in terms of the connecting with Kim and her family is not the norm. Generally, it's negative. You know, there's, you know, uh, animosity or, you know, they're out to get something. Like, that was Kim's big thing in the beginning was making sure that I wasn't, like, you know... Because they're, they're, not, they're not rich. They're not, like, loaded money. But they do pretty well for themselves and certainly better than the family I was raised in. And my mom kicked ass and took names. So, like, I was never, you know, I was never, you know you know, starving and no electricity and stuff like that. And I know people that were like that, so I'm not disrespecting any of them, but I, I, I did well, you know, but Kim, yeah. Kim in her current situation does pretty well. And so I, I think she was, you know, hesitant at first, you know, and, and I get that. I totally understand that. Like I have zero objection. So what happened was, um, they, they passed a law back in 1998 in New Jersey, that if you're adopted through the state, like I was, before a certain date, and you were born before a certain date, you were entitled to data about your biological family. Like, by law, you were, they couldn't keep you from it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Please don't ask me what that date is, because I don't know. All I know is that I qualify for both. Sure, sure. So, I reached out and said that, now, I didn't reach out till I was 30, my mom had been wanting me to do this since I was 18. Your mom wanted you to do this. Yeah, since I was 18. From the day I was old enough, because you want that that was the one condition with the law. You couldn't start that process until you were an adult yourself. Right. So you had to be at least 18. And from the minute I turned 18, my mom was like, do it. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until my dad died that I started to really consider it. Do you think it was because of I your think, dad's death that you I were think, like, I, I kind of, I, I, I can never replace my dad, but at least I want to fill a slight void. I think, I think it contributed. I think it also was a kind of a like, um, 
I'm not super close with my extended adopted family. Like, they're not <laughs> negative towards me. They're not, like, shitty to me, but we're not super close either. And I think there was a part of me, and as you mentioned from the one picture, my mom, you know, generational, you know, my mom's, she was, my mom was 40 when she adopted me. So, you know, mm-hmm. do the math, people, you know how old I am. So, you know, whatever. But the point is that, you know, one day she's not going to be here. Like all of our parents, to be fair. And I don't mean to get like morbid, but it's going to happen to all of us at some point, you know? Yeah. You and I will not be here. So, yeah. And one, yeah, and one day we won't be here. Um, and, I, the thought of not having any family was really starting to kind of get to me and Mm -hmm. knowing her age when she had me and being able to do the math, I knew she'd be around a lot longer. So it wasn't about replacing, but it was just about extending. Do you know what I mean? And adding and stuff. So, sure. And, and so I started the process and the, the woman at the office, there was one woman, literally one woman that takes all of these requests in and does them. So that's it. And I spoke to her, and she's like, we'll send you the form. you got to fill the form out and send it back. There's no money to do anything like that, but you just have to fill the form out, and you have to sign it because it's kind of like a contractual thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. She sent it out to me and pre-printed on it. Not handwritten, like pre-printed on it. It says we will not get to this for six months, minimum. Wow. That's how many requests there are. So That's how many adopted kids there are. That too. Um, I think I think it extended out to foster kids too. So even if they're never adopted, I think I think you're allowed. It extended out to that group too. But yes, your point still stands. Um, What's the major difference between foster and adopted? Foster, foster is, is you're never you're never. I mean, I I don't know how else to phrase it, and I apologize to any person who's listening who is a foster child. You don't actually ever belong to anybody. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't. You don't ever have someone's last name, and if you're lucky, you have your birth family. Is the state kind of thing? Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's basically what it boils yeah. down to. But you live when you're fostering. You're living with other families while you're they're trying to find you a permanent home or whatever. And you can age out of that once you hit eighteen. Then you're just out on your own, and good luck to you. Yeah. Um, which is sad. That's all, and that's a whole other discussion. It, <laughs> you know, I I don't. I brought up Superman and Man of Steel and all that shit. Sure. I also find it it's it is interesting that as much as we praise the Marvel universe, the the MCU and everything, and we kind of sometimes deservingly show shit on the DCEU, I will state that it's really fascinating to see how the DCEU has talked about uh, adoption more than the MCU and well, shown I- two conflicting different sides. You got the Marthas. You got Martha Kent, you know, adopting Superman kind of fucking illegally because I don't I want to know how that whole thing happened where like John, Jonathan and Martha Kent were like, hey, we found this kid. Um, he we want to adopt him. And, yeah, and I wonder yada, if that's yada. ever explained and, in a comic somewhere. It might be. But anyway, you're go ahead. And then the on the other side, you get Shazam, who was abandoned by his birth mother. And and then finds his birth mother and and and, and that was kind of like I was expecting you to like Shazam on a personal level because you were not quote unquote abandoned in that aspect. I like the were, character. You know, I don't like the movie. <laughs> the movie just looks bad. The the character I don't have a problem with. Yeah, I know you still haven't seen it, huh? No, no. I mean, there there is a part, and I'm but just I'm, gonna yeah. There is a part where he 
goes and, and the whole thing is Billy Batson is looking for his his biological mother and he's a ward of the state and he's constantly thrown in foster care and adopted parents and the blah 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 blah. And then you know, I don't know how it took him that long to just like because another kid who's kind of like a moderate computer whiz just finds his mom online like really easily. But like, okay, whatever. It depends on Plot. what information you have. You know what I mean? So, I don't know her first and last fucking name. Well, right. I didn't have that, so like, I wouldn't have been able to. But to just. But to but, point. He, but yeah. at, at any rate, yeah. He, he there is this part where he goes and finds his birth mother, and she just kind of says, "Oh, I didn't lose you. I I let you go. Like I got. I didn't want you." And. She, it's a tearful thing. And she's kind of like, oh, you know, are you good? Are you happy? He's like, no, I'm not. I'm miserable. I've been looking for you for the past 10 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm 17 years old. The hell am I doing? And and it is kind of a really poignant. poignant yeah. Yeah. It, it, because it shows the complete opposite of, of you're not my child, but I'm going to be your mother. It's you are my child, but. Can you find someone else to raise you? It's it's really a weird. It is, and then and then you have the third end of it with orphan and with with uh, Bruce because yeah you, yeah. So I get it. Look, you, you know, I, I want to correct something you said because I think DC has always handled it well. I think that and and it's just the EU, the movie universe that's been shit, but the DC comic universe has always handled it well. I think. You know yes, I mean? I, I'm, yeah. oh, I said the DCEU is, is, is how I established it. Okay. I mean, I just, yeah, I guess I guess maybe I misunderstood what you meant by that. Um, so I want to just tell a little more of the story, Rico, because I think there's parts of it you're going to find kind of interesting. And then we'll we'll wrap it up, I think, because I, I don't want to overbore you with it all. But I think you'll find some of it interesting. So um, a, a year passed after I filled that form out, and I hadn't heard anything. So it took longer than six months. Right, and I, because it said minimum, it didn't guarantee six months. It just said minimum. Um, right. I reached out to the woman, and honestly, again, I was thrilled with the family I had. So I wasn't in a position of like I need these people in my life. Like I wanted to get to know them, I wanted to find them, but like if you know, I wasn't the year. It, I, it could have taken five years. I don't think I would have cared. Do you know right. what I'm saying? So I call. I talk to the woman again. Same woman, and. This um, poor woman. Ironically, I think I was her last case, and then she retired. But she w- that was age, not because of me. But anyway. Oh, no. I, I like to believe it was definitely you. She's like, fuck. All right. I'm done. I can't so, deal with this bull- bull- family bullshit anymore. Well, so I called, and she said, oh, hey, hey. I mean, she was very pleasant, very nice. I remember her name. I'm just not saying it for her same reasons we don't say names. But she was great. I, I liked her a lot. And I said to her, I was like, um... Just curious where we're at. I know it said six months minimum, so I just wanted to follow up. You know, whatever. And she goes, actually, you're on my desk for this week. I was getting to you later this week, your your file. I said, oh, great. I'm looking forward to what you find. And we parted ways, and that was it. Ten days later, she called me and said I found her. Wow. Yeah, it was quick. Um, And so what we did was I, I wrote a letter at Kim's request to the woman at Dyfus and then she forwarded it to Kim's address. So she had Kim's address in, in Nevada. I didn't have it yet. Right. It was not so, direct. You had to right. in between. Um, but in that letter, I 
provided my phone number and email address and said, you know, feel free. You can write back through Dyfus or you can reach out to me. Directly. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, whatever works best for you. And to Kim's credit, they came back to me directly. But it, she made me wait, like, I think it was almost two months before she responded. Probably pretty daunting to, I mean, how do you, how does one write that first email being like, hello, my child? Like, well, hello. Yeah. And so it's, it's funny because that's one of the first things I said to the woman at Dyfus when she contacted me and said, we have her, we found her, he write her a letter. You know, she's telling me all the details, all the pertinent information I need to know that she's allowed to tell me. And then she says, do you have any questions? And I said, yeah. And she goes, okay, well, what, what can I help you with? And I said, what the hell do I say to her? <laughs> you know, it, it was it was less about what's the construct some criticism I should use. It's you need a therapy session. Like, what do I say to her? Right, and she was very nice and gave me some suggestions and whatever. I'm sure and, she's had a lot. I'm sure she had <laughs> a lot. Sure. Of and then I also had in my life at the time. If you remember, we've talked about my old my old podcast, Running Hamster Wheel. We've talked about it on air once or twice, and. My co-host at the time, her sister-in-law, who I knew. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Worked in social services. Now, not in that division, but with foster kids and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so I knew her well enough that I could reach out to her direct and say, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is the situation. I mean, what do you recommend? You know, and she gave me some suggestions as well. And actually was kind enough that when I finished my first draft, I sent it to her first mm-hmm. and she kind of perused it and said, leave this, take this. And the only the only thing she had me take out, actually, is I had I had included my street address. And she said, look, you don't know this woman. She could be perfectly fine, but let's not don't include that to start. You know. Yeah, establish some connection and some trust before you. Ultimately, ironically, I give you my phone number within the first second of us talking. But, right. you know, <laughs> but I'm anyway. not adopted. I just, I, you know, and I don't fear the adopted. So there yeah. you go. And I didn't fear anything either. And I think that's what's been great about this. But anyway, so that's how that went. And then the reason it took her so long to get back to me was my sister was getting married. So it was right in the middle of them, like the final month right before the wedding and then whatever. And she actually wrote me back the day after the wedding. Is the date she wrote me back. She was like, CJ, leave me alone. I got real shit to worry about. But no, it wasn't quite like that. (laughs) Yes. But she she wrote me back and wrote a wonderful letter. And I have all the letters still because she did get me directly. She wrote back directly via email. Um, Mm -hmm. And that went back and forth for like eight months. But the interesting thing is the parts that I want to share with you, buddy, and I'm sorry for the long-windedness to get to this, is like no one in the family really knew. Who's on your your adopted family? Or, no, in or the biological in the biological family. Um, so it's just you and and Kim and her mom and her mom. Uh-huh. Her dad, my grandfather, found out about eight years before I reached out. So for twenty plus years, he didn't know, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the extended family didn't know. Mm-hmm. So and my siblings didn't know. 
they had no idea they had a brother out there in the world. Okay. I mean, I, I've been in a situation similar to that. So she wanted... No, but the, the point of that is she wanted time before we started talking on the phone. We did emails back and forth for like eight months. And the mm-hmm. reason for that is she wanted time to start cycling people into what you know what the truth was, right? The talk, yeah. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, she told everybody, my sister loved it. She absorbed it like immediately. She... Kim told her in November, and my sister's first response was, is he coming to Thanksgiving? I was just about to ask that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and so she was 100% on board. The one she was the most concerned about was was Michael, the one we just said congratulations to, because just because of his age, because at the time he would have been like 12, I think. 12 or 13 so he would have been young and probably had a lot of questions would have had a lot of questions and apparently apparently all my siblings were like hey you know my my one brother keith he he was like meh but that's just keith that's not you know right it's, I, it's and, less and, about you and more about him is really <laughs> and when we get off here uh when we're done recording i'll see if i can find before we disconnect for the night i'll see if i'll find you a picture of keith because keith and i oh my god dude it's crazy how much i look like keith i know um, that's probably his reaction like oh great there's someone else who fucking like why can't i just look like me why does someone else have to fucking look <laughs> right. like me um but yeah now, so even then, worse he's like now now i realize i don't look like me i look like this fucking asshole so yeah well they, so then <laughs> you're telling me off my story because there's a part of this story you're going to absolutely fucking love, and that's what I'm trying to get right. to. Um, so we decided to make plans for me to finally come out there. By that point, we started talking on the phone. I started talking to my sister. I started getting to know these people even more, and we made plans for me to come out. And I was going to come out for Allie's, my sister. We were going to come out for Allie's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so behind Allie's back, we, we tell Allie I'm coming out on the day of the birthday party. And behind her back, we actually scheduled we scheduled my flight for like three days earlier. And the purpose for that, and and I get this, was that Kim wanted some time with me because sure. she knew Allie was going to basically like grab me and just like monopolize the rest of my time once I got once she got a hold of me. So right, um, and that was a good idea. And that's not a shot at Allie. It just it was a good chance for Kim and I to spend time together. You know, so Allie, you know, you know what you are. <laughs> She doesn't listen, so I don't think she'll she'll hear it. But anyway, um, so but they had this huge birthday party for Allie, and and all of the parties out there are huge. There's no such thing as a small birthday party or a small gathering with these people. Give me give me some context. How old is Allie at this birthday party? Ten years, exactly ten years younger than me. So twenty, turning twenty two, twenty three. Okay, okay. I'm just I just want some context. Yeah. Um. T- uh, ten years and six months. Or so, because she's six months. She's almost six months after me, date wise, almost to the day. But got it. But also ten years before. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I heard you say. Um, so people are coming over to the party, and a lot of them at this point already know who I am. At least they've never met me, but they know that I exist and that I'm going to be there and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Except great grandma, except Granny Mary, the one you referenced earlier, the one with the video. The, no idea, zero. Zero idea. <laughs> they told her 10 minutes before she got there. Or before I met her. She was already at the party. I was upstairs hanging out with Michael. And they told her. Like, you have a great-grandson that you don't know yet, and he's upstairs. That's 
That's pretty fucking funny. I remember right. you telling me that before. Did I, I tell you that before? Me. Okay, I wasn't sure. You, I had. You, you had said it, but not into the detail. Like, you like, literally found out about my existence and then met me within minutes of it. Like, yeah. you had basically kind of talked, but you, you didn't say it was like, like, hey, surprise, you know? No, basically, yeah. And so we, um, the first, like, hour and a half, two hours at a party, she didn't say two words to me. I guess that she was trying to absorb, you know, oh, this God. knowledge. And then and then she became one of my greatest allies. I loved Granny Mary. I missed her to death. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, anybody who calls you a son of a bitch in a, in a term of endearment, you know. Well, to be fair, she called everybody son of a bitch in a term of endearment. I, but, yeah, yeah. she. But, yeah, that was, but that's also how you knew you were in. Yeah. You know, like if, you, if she did. You were in the club. Right. If she didn't call you that, then then you were in trouble. You know what I mean? Would, I, would she have called me a son of a bitch? Oh, well, I see. It's yeah, probably. Um, she she probably would have called me a son of a bitch and meant that shit. There's a there's a great memory I have. Right. It's it's two days after this party, and I'm at Kim's house just hanging out, and they've got a nice pool in the backyard, and so we're just hanging out in the pool because it's a hundred and fucking some odd degrees out, whatever. Right. And I'm just sitting on the edge of the pool at this point, just relaxing for a few minutes. And I feel these arms come from behind me and wrap around my shoulders. And I look up and it's Granny. You know, uh-huh. so the woman who like two days earlier was like, get the fuck away from me. Not, not, not to that level, but just very standoffish. She's now hugging me and asking me how I'm doing, you know. And it was just awesome. And it's a memory I'll never forget. Right. Yeah. So. I had, uh, I mean, that's great, man. Uh, you know, I'm, and I'm glad you're opening. I'm glad you opened up about this. Not that you really ever were uh, adamant against talking about this, but it's yeah. good to it's good to be a good adoption story. You know what I mean? Oh, um, we we love it, and that's actually the picture I showed you. Me and my mom, mm-hmm. and and my and my and Kim together stems from that because this organization heard about our story and how positive it's been. And wanted to do do like a thing on it. And my mom was like, I can't afford to go out there. And they paid for mom to make that trip so that that picture could happen. Can we can we say that you and I are long lost brothers so they could pay for me to come out to Jersey and meet you? <laughs> Fuck it. I'd do it, rather do it the other way so I can come out to San Francisco. But uh, Yeah, I'll give yeah. you some fr- fried rice. Yeah, fuck you. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a behind the scenes joke, guys. Sorry about that. Oh my anyway. god, that was so funny how you and I were just arguing yesterday about uh, fried it was good. rice. It was good. For Twenty um, minutes. Twenty minutes we argued about fried rice, guys. Then you're still fucking wrong. Anyway, I'm not so, fucking wrong. You're fucking wrong. Um, you just like shit bland. You don't know what real Chinese food is. So, in any event, <laughs> listen, we're gonna get back into it, and let's not do that. But I. Thank you for letting me share the stories. I do. I this of is this is something that I I do value, and it it's a it's a connection that I'm so grateful. I'm just part of my life now. You know, not to take away from your from your story or or, no. or you know the focus on you, but I have like a complete I have something similar, and I kind of have a complete opposite like experience because my dad told me about another older sibling. Of, of mine. I mean, this mm. was years ago, but like that was that. I mean, that was kind of weird to be on the receiving end of being like, there's another, I have a, another half sibling somewhere out there. Right. And I, I, I'm not really close with her in, in, in like at all. Like I've, I've 
talked to her a couple times on the phone, and I've met her once. But we, like, uh, she lives in Hawaii. So when I went to my brother's wedding, when I went to Joel's wedding, I could say Joel because You've said Joel a hundred times, yeah. Right. I've been, when I went to Joel's wedding, we happened to be in this, on the same fucking island as, as my uh, half-sister. And my dad and I both rationalized, like, it's not that we, like, we have to meet her. We have to see her. Sure. And my dad had already met her. Um, I don't know the extent of if he knew her when she was a little girl, but there was just this, with her and her mother, there was just this open openness of, yes, Ron is your father. It was just never a question, and there was never proof. So it was, like, I don't know. That's the thing is we really don't know if we are actually related. Oh. But but there's this whole openness of, well, of course he's my father. So, and the few times I talked to her before I met her on the phone, I was I was very much thrown off. Oh, that's that's a nice uh I didn't mean to interrupt you, I was just putting up for after the fact, but yeah. Is that is that Granny Mary uh to your left? This yeah, in in the mint green shirt and then on the far left is uh her daughter, grandma. Your your grandma, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then Who, on the who's the one in the jean jacket? Yeah. That's technically Aunt Michelle. It's that's complicated. I'll get I'll get behind on that okay. later. Okay. Yeah. Um So I I didn't like the first time I ever spoke to my quote unquote sister threw me the fuck off because I I the phone rang, the house phone rang and I answered it. And it's like, hi, is this Rico? And I'm like, Yeah, um, how can I who 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 are you looking for? And she's like, I'm your sister and I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like that was how I was sort of forced into coming to like confronting it kind of being like okay it's it's now a thing it's now i have to acknowledge that i might have a sister and when i met her uh you know my uh, not to deep dive into it and i don't know if she'll ever hear this and i don't i don't really particularly care i don't <laughs> really view her as my sister and that's 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 my own thing but i have my own reasonings right um but i also kind of felt like she was especially there because she has two kids. She has a couple twins, uh, a daughter and a son. And without even preparing them or, or discussing with us, she just told her kids, this is your uncle Rico. So it went from, I don't know if I'm your brother to apparently I'm their uncle. And, and how I, I mean, I was still, I didn't treat the kids any Differently, I was still very nice to them, and I still played well, with them. Well, because you're not but an I asshole. Like, well, I mean, you are, but not to children. Not to children, especially not to children. Um, but like, I, I kind of, I didn't really know how to feel on that, and I felt like I was pushed into a corner where I had to improvise. And that kind of was my, even now, even now, my, my, my take on her is, I don't really, you, you may actually be my birth sister, but I don't really care. You're, I, I, I don't really like how you handled the situation. You know, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't really kind of go into it open arms. Um, so I kind of have like the opposite effect of what happened to you, which was your sister Allie was like, I have a lot of brother. 
bring him over here. And I'm like, I have another sister. Oh shit, dad. Why could you just stop fucking for a while? Like, why'd you got to do that? Yeah. But like he told, yeah. he told me when I was eight, he told me when I was eight, but he knew forever. He knew from the very beginning. And that was, I think like a bit of a contention be- between, uh, my other sister and him. I think it was kind of like a big deal. That's uh, kind of a shame, which, unfortunately, you know, it is, but I mean, he, I don't, I don't know if he was like married at the time, but I mean, you know, dad was, dad was with somebody and, and then yada, Ron yada, was yada, Ron. Then, I mean, I hate to say it that way, but Ron was Ron. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is how it is. I mean, I've, I, I think I've been open about like my dad, my dad views fidelity as uh, loosely, as <laughs> not uh, not, I mean, not even loosely. His his rationale is, I mean, he's from he's from the sixties. It's 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 yeah. a completely fucking. But like his his argument is, I want someone to be with me at my side. If they're not going to be with me at my side, I'm going to find someone else, even if they don't really fully understand that or not. Sure, sure. And I mean, my my mother was the other woman. That's that's kind of. I how, remember you telling me that. Yeah. I, I don't know if I shared it on the air or not, but like that, that was kind of a big deal for me to find out that in a, you know, because they, I mean, I was born after they got married, but I still am the product and the proof of my older brothers and my, of, of their mother and their father not being able to handle a marriage. It was kind of like a weird roundabout way of like, I'm the proof of infidelity. Yeah. And it kind of, it, it really did kind of fuck with me and I had to go. Once I kind of did the math, because I'm like, huh, Nancy and Ron met in year da 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 da. Dad was still technically married to so and so. Oh shit! <laughs> and then I kind of went to both of them separately, and I was like, Joel, Alex, like, do you I guys think, do you guys regretted me? Like, uh, you you've I, actually mentioned this before. You've you've talked about that before, like that conversation you had. You have. I'm not trying to stop you now, but I'm just saying you've you've said it before. Well, I think in the context of us talking about our family drama, sure. I think yeah, it would be yeah, more yeah. appropriate. But I also didn't remember if I'd actually said it on the air or if I said it to you. I, I think I it was on I air. Remember. I think it was on air during the Mother's Day discussion. Might be recently. When it came. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I, yeah. I, motherfucker, we talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, we do. But I, there's a happy ending. Is they they were like, no, dude, we fucking love you. Like, if that's what it took for. For you to be born is like Ron cheating on our mom. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, hey, I'm grateful for it. Thank you, Ron, for being an infidelous, uh, <laughs> fucker. So high infidelity. High infidelity. <laughs> so, uh, normally, Rico, I give you the last word on this, on these things, but I think, I think for this one, just because of the topic, I, I kind of want to take it if that's all right with you. Uh, that's absolutely fine. I still get the damn it at the end, so I still win. No, this one's a bonus, so no damn it. No damn it on the uh, bonus episodes. All right, I'm going to say damn it now. There you go. <laughs> now, you, now, you can, now you can have the uh, the last slide. Um, if t- to anyone out there who have been in sim- similar situations to mine or Rico's, man, family is what matters. And, and you know, sometimes it, it doesn't require blood to be a good family. CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podeskew is a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. 
Visit their website, BigHeadsMedia.com, and follow them on Twitter at BigHeadsMedia. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at RanceRico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.